Wednesday. It's time for the podcast, Percy and Face Podcast. We've got an awesome episode tonight. We got uh, one of my best friends and a good supporter, uh, Dwayne Bowen, also affectionately known as Wayney, here. And we're going to do top five Southern rock songs. Now, I'm going to tell you, we're located in Albertville, Alabama. We know about Southern rock. So we, we've sort of suspended some rules and then added a rule. So we're going to let everybody talk about as many honorable mentions as they want, pretty much. But we're not going to duplicate our own personal band choices. Like, you can have a Skinnerd, I can, but I can't have two Skinnerds, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. So this will be great. And I'm going to tell you, when we get... All this figured out and published uh, for the playlist. Uh, it'll be a great playlist. Wayne, we're glad you're here. Awesome. Glad to be here. I think I'm the first repeat guest host, right? Am I? Uh, no. Adam was the first repeat. You're the second repeat. I shouldn't say anything. But you, sh- <laughs> yeah, you're the best looking uh, Absolutely. second. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Best looking repeat. <laughs> And we're good. And and uh, we do appreciate that you help us promote this very much. And we're excited to get it's you awesome. back on. It I've is. been working on this list for three weeks, so I'm ready. Pumped. Man, okay, so this is going to be fluid. Honorable mentions are going to be sort of a fluid list. We're going to try to feed off each other. We don't know what we have. And we're changing the honorable mentions before we're going round. Yeah, we're going to do like one at a time. Because we're trying to build a playlist for the audience. And we talk about the audience, so let's talk about our sponsors. Unofficially, Svetka Vodka. We're waiting for you. Officially, Smokehouse Crackers. And we appreciate you, Robert and Lynn, um, and Anchor, our podcast sponsors. So we plugged you guys. We love you guys. And um, let's, let's get into this. You're going to all be involved in building... A great playlist tonight. So let's do it. Percy, pick your one honorable mention. First, I want to read off what is considered the definition of Southern rock. If you Google it, everybody yep. Google stuff. It is a subgenre of rock developed in the Southern U.S. from rock and roll, country, and blues, focused on electric guitars and vocals. And Supposedly, the first person that coined the phrase Southern Rock, I hope I'm saying his name right, was Mo Slotten. He was a writer for the great... That could be like a rap song, almost, <laughs> Mo Slotten. Yeah. He was a writer for the quote-unquote counterculture paper, The Great Speckled Bird in Atlanta. Yeah. And after an Allman Brothers concert, he used that in a review. Okay, all right. I just want to throw that in there. Well, that's interesting. Well, one one thing I'd like to say, too, uh, you know, I kind of read back, you know, they, and we all think about the Allman Brothers starting uh, Southern Rock, but some uh, music historians believe it goes back to the 50s, you know, with a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, musicians were from the South, and then it kind of got, it kind of got broken, you know, with the British invasion, that's the it. folk music, things like that. So, and then, then the California, the Laurel yeah. Canyon, the birds, and all that's that right. out there. I mean, some people yeah. contributed to even like some of the early songs of 
just rock and roll with well, Rocket 88. Even Elvis, you know. Now, I mean, the deal is rock and roll started in the South. Right. You know, I mean. And you what, know. Well, the, the blues started in the South. The and blues and then country melt. Uh, melted with the blues, and then you had rock and roll. Buddy Waters, Levon Helms, but then there were different factions. Yep. And the Brits were looking over at America, going, "We can go play all that blues right, yeah. stuff over there and kill it." But so then Southern rock became like almost segregated from things, and it became its own faction. Well, sure. Muddy Waters said the blues had a baby, and they named it rock and roll. Yeah. And a lot of people consider. Maybe even, I won't maybe say Southern rock, but early roots of rock and rockabilly was Hank Williams doing "Move It On Over," mm-hmm. and it kind of evolved into yeah. yeah to the Southern rock. And you know what? One thing I, I read that was interesting. Uh, uh, Greg Allman said, you know, they didn't like the term Southern rock. He said that's sort of redundant. He said that's like rock rock. Right. You know, it, it is, is like rock rock. rock. Yeah. That's yeah. like saying rock rock. And I had me and a friend no, have had this discussion at work personally. I despise the term Southern Rock. Yeah, but when we get down to this I know, list, I know what we're doing. You're going you're gonna to get embrace what we're, it. It's going to be good. Because you take a lot of the bands, and Marshall Tucker was a country-based band. The Allman Brothers were was, a blues was a blues jam mm-hmm. band, and Skinner was straight-up rock and roll. Yes. But they got lumped into that, hey, you're from the South. And Skinner almost didn't get signed because, hey, you're from the South. You're like the Almond Brothers. But they wasn't. Mm-hmm. But they just got lumped into it. And one thing I want to say is Jimmy Johnson, the swamper from Muscle Shoals, swears up and down that the birth of Southern Rock was Dwayne Almond's solo on Hey Jude with Wilson Pickett. Wow. That's where he claims that it started. Muscle now, that's Shoal. debatable. On a lunch break, right? That's yeah, what on a lunch break. That, that's debatable, but yeah. that's what he you, said. You had a um, minority and a hippie that were tired of being stared at at lunch, yep. so they stayed back and just recorded Hey Jude. Crazy stuff. All right, so throw out one. Okay, I'm going to go with a newer band here. That, uh and I was I, hoping one would make it. And this is Ain't Much Left to Me by Blackberry Smoke. Great song. And it was written by David Lee Murphy. Who I've never heard of. Do you know this have, man? Have you ever... I knew... I, I've seen them credit you ever, Have you ever gone to watch Translating the Country Case? He sings of Dust course. on the Bottle. That was a David Lee That's Murphy David song Lee in the Murphy. 90s. Yeah. And I thought that he just kind of went to the wayside and didn't do nothing else. And by the way, go see Trent Slayton in Country Case anytime you can. But he opened up for Hank Williams Jr. in Huntsville. And he's singing all these songs. Hey, I wrote these songs. I wrote these songs. And I'm like, I thought you were gone. But he's just been sitting back and writing songs. And he wrote that one for Blackberry Smoke. Wow. That's awesome. Lenny? I have a new band, too. And, uh, yeah, I... I I appreciate Blackberry Smoke too. They were great. I really debated about throwing them in there, but I didn't. Seen them twice. You know, uh, and I learned something about you know, when did, when I did this. Uh, it turned me on to another uh, uh, musician that I'd never heard of. But uh, I went. You know, there's there's a few new bands that are kind of reviving Southern rock type music. Blackberry Smoke and Whiskey Myers. So I love Whiskey Myers, and they have a song 
called Bar Guitar and a Honky Tonk Crowd. It's great. And I didn't know this, but a guy named Brent Cobb wrote that, and he's got a version of it too that's awesome as well. He's a country guy. So that's turned me on to a whole new Go listen, artist. Listen to Brent Cobb's a few months ago released a gospel album. And it is great. Right. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. I've got two or three of his songs on my playlist now. Brent Cobb, never never heard of him until I started preparing for this uh, episode here. Wow. Okay. Well, but that, that song is great. It mentions Curtis it is Slow. Good. You know, how can it not make it when it's got Curtis Slow in there? You know? it's, it's in there. That's <laughs> a great song. Whiskey Myers came to the, the Main Street Music Festival. They did. And, and they put they, on a they great show. Fantastic. Have you ever seen Blackberry Smoke? Did too. Yeah, Blackberry oh, Smoke yeah. too. Yep. Good stuff. Okay, well, my first honorable mention is going to be Green Grass and High Tides by the Outlaws. That is a long southern rock jam. Yeah, you you know it's Green Grass and High Tides when that guitar kicks off. That's an awesome song. Okay, first, you got another one you want to throw out? Oh, I do. This one is going to be Train Train. Yes, indeed. By Blackfoot. By Blackfoot. I mean, Ricky Medlock had double success, you know, with Blackfoot. He wound up with Skinner. And wound up with Skinner. And that makes me think Southern when you just hear that harmonica at the first time. Now, is that his dad, uh, Shorty Medlock, that plays the harmonica on that? Uh, I don't know, but I think I'm, it I'm is. going on the record I'm, saying it I'm is right now. I'm thinking it is. That was his yeah. dad. His dad was, was his dad. or his granddad. No, it was his granddad. And, it wasn't his know, dad. They were uh, indigenous people. Yes. yes. Rocking yeah. out. Rocking out. I saw him in 1979, yeah. the Fantasy Jam in Gadsden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was his grandpa. Murphy Stadium. Yeah. yeah, it was. Because he, he was uh, adopted by his grandparents. Good call. All right, Wayne, you got another one you want to talk about? All right. So, you know. Some people think, you know, I, I, I kind of debated about, you know, are these guys country, or are they southern rock, or, or whatever, on a couple of these. Uh, are they Texas rock, you know? Uh, but I'm going to say Charlie Daniels Band, long-haired country boy. Love it. Great song. Love it. Uh, honorable mention, it's probably, you know, worthy of top five, but just because he, I consider him more of a country artist. But, you know, he had that volunteer jam, and, and he really helped the Southern Rock movement as much as anybody, I think. Got Skinner back together after the plane crash. So He did. He supported the other bands, too, right. in a lot of ways. And, and that song he had, The South's Gonna Do It Again. You South's know, Gonna Do It Again. That, that mentions uh, all of these Southern Rock That was bands. his old... That was his. That was his ode to Southern yeah, Rock. That's right. Yeah. Even Elvin, Elvin Bishop yep. was mentioned in that song. Barefoot Jerry. And yeah. Yeah. And the yeah and the CDB. Oh, it's on me now. So, honorable mention, Champagne Jam, Atlanta Rhythm Section, live. Um, and the whole Champagne Jam album live is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's got one of the best bass riffs I've ever heard. And I wanted to make damn sure Atlanta Rhythm Section got in here somehow. Oh, yeah. Great band. Okay. My next one is Keep On Smiling by Wet Willie. And, you know. I'm glad they made the list. They recently re-recorded this song with, or Jimmy did, with Blackberry Smoke doing the backing on it. They recorded an EP from Capricorn. And it's 
it's still great. I mean, because you know, Jimmy Hall has was uh, Hank Jr.'s band leader for years. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What you got, Wayne? Ozark Mountain Daredevils. If you want to get to heaven, you got to raise, raise a little hell. Little hell. I mean, that is that is, not southern? That, that is, is southern, southern as shit. That's sand mountain. Some sand mountain. That shit is right like there. going to High Falls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Great song. Okay, that's going to be a good playlist right there. All right. Man, I'm struggling here, guys. Um, because you, we've mentioned some Charlie Daniels band. You mentioned South's going to do it again. So that just, just because you got the mention, I'm starring that for the playlist. Uh, but I'm going to say Dixie Chicken by Little Feet. Yep. Awesome. That yeah. and, and that and proves, I knew it was going to be on your list, so I wanted to steal it before you got it. You like stealing my thunder. I do. It, that proves that you didn't have to be from the South. They're from like California. Lowell George was born in L.A. Yeah. He got the idea for that song from a billboard advertising a Dixie Chicken restaurant, <laughs> and to promote the album. He went to radio stations dressed in a chicken outfit. And the yeah. Did you know this, Wayne? I did not know And that. the boxes that had the records in it read finger picking good. <laughs> I've never heard this story before. And actually Bonnie Bramlett did background vocals on that song. Okay. Well tell me about Bonnie. She was a Delaney and Bonnie, I mean... Just That's about the Delaney and Bonnie girl. Anybody yeah. and everybody. I mean, Clapton went through there. Dwayne went through there. Yeah. George Harrison went through there. Yeah. I mean, they were just... And actually, Bramlett was the one that really encouraged Clapton to say, hey, you can sing. Just go on out here and you can sing. He's awesome. one of the big encouragers for him in singing. Awesome. That's great. All right, Wendy, what you got? So I thought about Southern Rock this morning, you know, and, and there's not many women that are that are Southern Rock. You know, you could say that Janis Joplin, you know, being from Texas, uh, might kind of fall in that category, but she's more the hippie California movement, you know. Right. So I picked one that, that, that I thought represented. This uh, is good. Yeah, represented um, uh, Southern Rock with a woman, and it's Don't Misunderstand Me by a Rossington Collins band. And... Gary Rossington's wife Dale. What a great choice! Is it was the singer. She's a she's one of the uh, honkettes for the Leonard Skinner right now. What a great choice! Rossington College Band. You know, after after the crash uh, in 1977, Leonard Skinner, Gary Rossington, um, Alan Collins, and, and two or three more guys in the band. You know, the, the yep. survivors formed that band, and Dale uh, was a lead singer there. So great song. I think I got skipped. You got skipped? I got skipped. Well, just go ahead then. <laughs> so, but this is my Sorry, last day. Labor... <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. This is my... Uh... It's, been late. it's been Labor Day weekend. It's Wednesday now, but we're still... Our memories This are... uh, This is my last honorable mention, and it's Mississippi Queen. That's a great song. And it also proves another reason that you don't have to be from the South to make Southern Rock. Leslie West was on this album. Felix Papillardi, who produced... One of the greatest albums ever made in Disraeli years by Cream. Yeah, yep. true that. And they originally they they were doing so many takes, 
and he got tired of it, so he started using a cowbell to help him count off. And the, the producer ended up liking it so well that they left it in there. That's it. Because you can definitely hear a cowboy, That's cowbell right. in Mississippi Queen. It's good stuff. All right, well, I'm going to have to add this um, in honorable mentions, and it's Highway Song by Blackfoot. Yep. We've already mentioned them once, but I didn't. And that was Strain Train, but Highway Song is a true, it's a, it's a long jam band song. Uh, they do a great job. And it starts out as a working band song. Another day, it, it another is, dollar. Another dollar. Yeah, that would have been a good one for the last week's working song. It, yep. it could have been. That's right. Yeah. right. Top fives now? Top five. Uh, are we ready for top five? I think so. Let's do it. Top five, guys. So this is hard. We'll probably all cross up on each other, but this will be a solid list, solid playlist, too. All right. Well, you've already stole my number five, and my number five is Dixie Chicken. Yeah. By Little Feet. Yeah. We've it's already went over that. Lowell George was, and it's weird how he was kind of mentored by Frank Zappa, which was just totally a lunatic. Yeah. And then he comes out making this kind of music. It's, I mean, it's really strange, but. I had no idea about that. I love Frank Zappa, yeah. but he was definitely a lunatic. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Right. I tell you, to talk about uh, Little Feet, you know, I I just kind of learned. We had a poll on our Willie's uh, Friends of Music uh, about the best live album, and that was one of the suggestions by somebody, and I've listened to their live album, and that's a great, great live album. Yep. So my number five, uh, you know, uh, I'm a huge fan of this band. Uh, this might not necessarily be my favorite song of the moment, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, flirting with disaster, Molly Hatchet, Boom. one of the greats of all time. Boom. I ain't scratched that right the, here. But, but when you, my generation, I'm just a little different from y'all. I came up in the the start of the video game generation, mm -hmm. and there was a NASCAR. It was NASCAR 1998 on the Sony PlayStation, and when you put that that disc in, and the game come on. The cars were going around the track, and it played Flirting with Disaster by Molly Hatchet. <laughs> and it was... Great song. And, by the way, Molly Hatchet album cover art is oh, yeah. right some of the best. It's right up there with the best. You know, cover. you know when I hear this song, what I think of is... Uh, you were probably there, too. We went to this Southern Rock Jam, Blackfoot, 38 Special, Molly Hatchet. We and I, I just remember Brad Powell up there in the loft of Boutwell holding one side of that rebel flag with those rednecks. <laughs> It was great. Classic memory. Classic memory. We can speak to this shit. And by the way, Wayne is wearing a 96 Rock uh, t-shirt. Uh, the Probably the best rock and roll radio station in the country. That's right. It's 96 Rock out of Atlanta. All right, well, this just feeds right off of what you said. Because my number five is Dreams I'll Never See. By Molly that's Hatchet. A, that's a great one too. They they took the the idea of, of dreams from the Almond Brothers and put the meanest guitar riff starting out the coolest, oh, yeah. I should say. And uh, so and that Danny Joe Brown's voice. He, he Danny Joe could do uh, it, and you know he could sing. Uh, if if you've never heard them do Freebird, Molly Hatchet. It's been a while if I have. Yeah. We probably listened to it in <laughs> you. It was great. So Freebird was great. 
Alright. What's number four first? My number four is going to be out of the way, but I think people should hear this this song. And it's Marshall Tucker Band, but it's where a country boy belongs. I have no recall of that. And that's the, it's just got a, I can't explain, it's got a country vibe to it. Okay. I mean, and you know, the whole southern thing and stuff. And they did some early songs that were borderline country. But that's just kind of got a whole, to me, it's got like a, I say a southern feel. I mean, it ain't. There you go. Okay. I can't wait till the playlist no, comes out. No, the uh, playlist is going to be great. All right. Yeah. So my number four is, um, you, you know, here again, um, I, I got to give them credit. This is not necessarily my favorite Allman Brothers song, but Ramblin' Man, mm. you know. Born in the back seat, it you know, traveling down 41. I, I live right off of Highway 41 in uh, in Georgia, so uh, so that's a great song, and great know, southern it song. Sure man. It sure is. It sure is. Dickie wrote that, and it was and kind, of his, kind of his homage yeah. to Hank Williams' Ramblin' Man. Yeah. That's kind of where he got the idea from that. And it's crazy because we could talk about so many Allen Brothers songs right. in I scratched Midnight Rider and had this one. I was about to say, <laughs> I, know, I had Midnight Rider on this. I know. I, was, Michael, put it on the plate. <laughs> that was I the mean, one I had, and then I scratched it this and morning. And that's so, been yeah. covered by Hank, by yeah. Willie, by yeah. a lot of people. So, all right. Uh, my number four is another Marshall Tucker, and it's Can't You See. That is a solid song, and you know it's relevant yeah. when Kid Rock wants to That's it. right. Well... Waylon did a great job with that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think. Did, uh, Hank, Hank Jr. Hank Jr. Jr. recorded that. Yeah. Yes, it was on yep. Hank Williams Jr. and Friends, which yep. had, strangely enough, that album had Toy Caldwell and Charlie Daniels and all his buddies playing on that record. Yeah. Great song. All right. Nitty Gritty, what's number three? My number three has already been mentioned, but I think this could be even number one just because. Just cause of what it says and who it mentions, and that's the South's going to do it again by Charlie. And I'm Charlie was not trying to make a political statement. He was just saying... scratch that because you mm -hmm. got it on the He list. was trying to say the South's music scene is, is rising, you know. Yeah. He didn't, it wasn't nothing about, like, hey, we're going to secede again. Yeah. It was about the whole music scene. It was. That the, the South's going to do it again, and, and that was yeah. just... We lost the war but we brought back some cool fucking music. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and just him paying an homage to all his friends. Yeah. That's right. Great song. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, number three for me, um, you know, I mean, who of us has, hasn't been traveling to Birmingham to go to a concert with four guys in the car and crank up Highway Song and so just, just silence, you know, for the whole eight minutes or whatever it is. So that's my number three, Blackfoot right. Highway Song. I'm glad we covered that one for sure. That's a that is a great uh, Southern rock song. All right, well, my number three, and I wanted to really check myself on this one to make sure that you know my favorite band is even classified as Southern rock. And yes, they are. They're from Texas, and it's Lagrange, ZZ Top. That is one of the most badass songs of all time. Um, the vocals, the the lead. The bass, Frank Beard, is wearing it out. Um, I don't think it can get better. 
I wanted to put it at number one, but when I looked at what really needs to be one and two, it was like, uh, I mean, when yeah. the, they sang about in Beer Drakers and Hellraisers, if you see me heading to my favorite honky tonk. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's got that southern. Uh, it does. Yeah. For, for some reason, I left it off my, uh, my, I don't remember saying it, but that's my, it's one of my honorable mentions. You see it? Oh, there? no. Yes, I guess when right. we got like a little mixed up there, I skipped but, it. So, yep, but I hear you, man. That's the great. They've got, they have their own, Texas kind of has their own music. They you know? do. So you can go to Nashville in your country. Right. But if you go to Austin and you go uh, downtown, they block the streets off. You're going to hear Texas blues. That's right. And you're going to hear a lot of ZZ Top and Stevie Ray Vaughan. They're awesome. Yeah. All right. We're down to two. 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 And my top two, I went kind of out of way on some of these. I look at the Allman Brothers were a great southern rock band but at their heart you got to take the blues out of it because so many great songs that they did were blues songs so i try to think of a song hey what do i think it's just a, a southern rock song if we're using that term and i took the blues songs out and i went with revival wow that's a that's a great song and also blackberry smoke they recorded that on the, the Capricorn EP when they did that, and they do a great job with it. But it's just got a it's got a groove to it. And to me, a big thing with Southern rock is it does it make you move? Yeah. And that song's got a groove to it. Yeah. Great choice. Well, so my two, my number two has already been mentioned, but uh, my wife can tell you if she were here. Uh, every time we go out somewhere that has one of those uh, touch tuned jukeboxes in a restaurant. This is on my list. Can't you see Marshall Marshall Tucker Band? Go. Yeah. I mean, that's it. It's been covered. Oh, yeah. Great. Timeless. Yep. Timeless yep. song. Timeless. All right. Well, this may still somebody's number one, but it's my number two. And, yes, it is Freebird! <laughs> Live! Live at the Fox Theater, Atlanta, Georgia. It's on uh, their live album, and, I mean, yeah. give me a break, man. I mean, you know, they say it's the most requested song ever. I mean, how many times have you ever screamed it out? How many times have you been to another concert that wasn't Leonard Skinner and you yelled out Freebird? But what's, what's truly a shame is that it didn't really become popular to the public till after Ronnie died. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's a... Well, and the radio stations didn't want to play it because it was too long. Well, they wanted Jimmy Johnson when he was pushing Skinner to cut it down and Jimmy Johnson said I'm not going to do it and I'm not doing that to him yeah, yeah I'm having that story I'll tell you I've yelled that out on cruise ships and, and had had <laughs> bands play some kind of Skinner song it might not be that one but you know I've been it works they weren't even playing music <laughs> and I yelled out for <laughs> it's, it's the best it's classic yep. yeah, it's the best we had a guy in the bar the other day and um he was playing acoustic, and I just went, Freebird! And he did it, or at least the opening part. So. There is something that I learned this week, and I have to mention this. Capricorn was noted for the Southern Rock bands, Marshall Tucker and the Allman Brothers. But Kitty Wales, the country singer, recorded an album with Capricorn. And she recorded a song that Toy Caldwell wrote it was Marshall on a, Tucker Band, by the way. was on an Alban Brothers so, album, and it was called Too Stubborn. 
and she recorded that on the Capricorn label. That's crazy. Capricorn was out there. Capricorn yeah. was really sort of the Southern Rock label. Am I right? That's right, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was his and name? Alan Walden? He, he was the one who started that? Alan Walden? Would he start Capricorn? Phil Walden. But, Phil. Yeah, his brother, yeah, right. Yes, his brother. His brother, Alan Walden, had... Uh, was a manager. Was managing uh, Skinner. Yeah. And, you know, the story about that is when uh, Skinner was about done and they was going to get a, a contract with Al Cooper in Songs of the South, and uh, Alan Walden says, we were out of my truck and we laid the contract out <laughs> on my Ford truck. And Ronnie looked at me and he said, what do you think of this contract? And he said, I think it's the worst piece of shit I ever saw. He said, but you don't have any other choice. And Ronnie said, give me that goddamn pen. <laughs> he signed it. $9,000, right? It's in that working for MCA. $9,000. Working for MCA, yep. which That's made right. work songs list. Yeah, it's great. And Freebird is the official redneck national. That's right, yeah. yeah. And we can talk about that shit. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, Freebird, you know, the, the album version, you know, a lot of people think that's three guitars, but it wasn't three guitars on the album version. It was two. Uh, Ed King played bass on Freebird. Oh, wow. You know, okay. he, he, he became the second album he became. When Leon came back, he went to a third guitar. And, uh, uh, you know, so, and in, in the live version, you know, uh, Steve Gaines played, so there was three guitars on the live version. Right. But they said that that Stevie had only been with them a month or two and was just kind of learning. And uh, you know, when that album was cut, you know, he, they kind of threw him into it. And uh, and also an interview with great. with Ed King and Roddy pretty much told him, "Hey, you're not really cutting it as a bass player. We're going to put you on a on the yeah. guitar because he played guitar in Strawberry Alarm Clock." Yeah. Right. And, and then he. Pretty much came up with the riff for Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet Home Alabama. which is not on Ed my list King. for obvious reasons. No, and he, uh, Ed King, done a lot of their. Uh, you know, I'm not a producer. You know, I don't know about all that. He did a lot of their scoring and you know whatever you call it in there, arranging and uh, a lot of that for them. So uh, he was. But Ed King tells stories about how he would just, they would be in the Hell House just, and he would just play a riff, and like. Uh, Saturday night special. He was like playing a riff and then like Ronnie just come over and started whispering the words in his yeah. ear. That stuff just came to Ronnie. I mean he had something that Yeah. And he said he never wrote anything down. No, he, he said King said he yeah, never yeah. seen anything like it. And this he never guy saw was, Ronnie write lyrics yeah, now. He, he, he said, said it, it if head. he couldn't remember it, it wasn't worth And yeah. he performed without shoes on. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard Al Cooper say, you know that song I Need You? Yes. You know, that's one of my favorite Skinner songs. He said, Ronnie cut that, and one night he said, he stood up, he sang that, that whole thing in one cut. That night he said, I've never seen anything like that, you know, so. Ronnie was and, you know, a bad. redneck Bob Dylan genius. Yeah. Al Cooper didn't want him to cut Simple Man. They needed one song, and Al Cooper said, this ain't know, isn't it crazy yeah. we're talking about this and Simple Man didn't know. make it? <laughs> he I mean, said, Al Cooper said, this 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 ain't working. Ronnie wow. Ronnie led him out to his car. He got in it. He rolled the window down. He closed the door. And Ronnie said, "We'll call you when we're done." Yeah. <laughs> and to his credit, you know, Al Cooper on that documentary said, "I was wrong about that." Yeah, <laughs> he said it's one of my favorite songs. Well, yeah. a lot of people were wrong. Rick Hall sold the Almond Brothers demo tapes for ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars. 
he says I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're at number one. We are. And I bet we all picked that same number one. I bet we did. You don't nope. think so? I don't no. Think so. no I know we did. Well, you know what I'm picking, but all right, you go first. My number Person. one is from Leonard Skinner. But it's a live version that they did at the Fox Theater when uh, Gaines just first joined the band, and it's T for Texas. If that song don't get you moving, you are dead. And if you watch the video, I think it's Nebworth where they do it, when uh, Steve Gaines had just joined the band. Ronnie's looking over at Steve, and Steve is just tearing up on slide <laughs> Ronnie excuse me and Ronnie looks at him like oh and he's just got this shit eating grin like this is it yeah you're yeah. you're doing a good job kid yeah wow great that's choice awesome. for Texas number one yeah that's an awesome and that, that's an old song it was in my opinion in most people's opinion was Jimmy Rogers which that's what I like about the whole southern rock thing the people were influenced by Right. All kinds of people, country yeah. blues, and that's an old Jimmy Rogers song. That was a miserable song from Jimmy Rogers, but so many people have covered it. And you know how much I love Waylon. Right. Waylon covered T for Texas, but his version cannot hold a candle to this. No. I challenge anybody to go listen to that live version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, before I say my number one, uh, you know. Uh, Percy's talking about influences. You know, one thing we didn't mention at the front is a lot of these bands uh, influence later uh, genres of music. Sure. You know, they say uh, ACDC with Bon Scott that yeah, he was heavily influenced by Southern rock. I did not. Know you know, he that. wore the wore the belt buckle with the Rebel flag, you know, on it. And uh, so, you know, you can, you know, I mean, these guys were from Australia and England, but you know, you can kind of hear a little bit of that, you know, little hard sure. stuff uh, there in the late seventies. But uh, so my number one. So I'll just I'll just tell you we, my wife and I were in, uh, we we took a trip to Ireland about three or four years ago. And I posted this video before. I don't know if y'all remember seeing it, but we were in this little pub. We went to Northern Ireland, and it was this cool little town, and they, there was this band just jamming over there, three person band, and just killing it. And they were, I could understand they were wanting requests, whatever. So I walk up there and I said, Do you know any Southern rock? And the guys just looked at me like, you know, what? I said, Leonard Skinner, you know, Marshall Tucker. And the drummer looked at me and said, uh, CCR? CCR? And I said, yeah, CCR, somebody like that. You know anything like that? And then they broke into the greatest Southern rock song ever, Sweet Home Alabama by oh, Leonard they Skinner. Did. They, did. they knew it word yeah. for word. Everybody in there was came to their feet. And this is in Newcastle in Northern Ireland jamming to Sweet That's, Home Alabama. It's, it's worth the number one spot, even though we've all I mean, heard I've it got a million times. I've got a, it is so worth it. We're from Alabama. It is great, 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 the great. Best. It, 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 I gotta it go is quite possible. Full disclosure best. here. I'm glad you had it. I'm glad someone had it. I just couldn't bring that, myself to do That it. used to be a great song for me, but full disclosure. The Bammers have bastardized that song. <laughs> and I can't stand it. And it is really, coming from an Auburn fan. And it's so really sad because it was a great song. But yeah. when it's... You're right. It's, it's bigger than just the Alabama. You know. it, it is worldwide. And but, it, you know, 
story's great. You could probably go anywhere in the world. That's right. And uh, everyone's going to know Sweet Skinner was really big in Germany. They did some shows over there, even with the reincarnated Skinner. And they, yep. they had all kinds of fans. Over oh, yeah. You know, people, even when, when, when Skinner was kind of off the charts back in the late 80s and early 90s, you'd hear that song somewhere and it'd get people up. Yeah. Um, one more thing I'd say about that song is, you know, Gary Rossington, uh, you know, there's been, you know, a lot of lot made of, you know, the Neil Young lyrics and all that. But, yeah, I kind of believe what Gary Rossington said. He was there, you know, wrote a lot of their stuff, too. And he said they were just kind of having fun. You know, he said Neil Young wrote, you know, Southern Man and Alabama. Yeah. You know, and, and Neil Young was being critical of the South at that time. Yeah, and we were doing, some, we were doing some bad shit. You know, Absolutely. Too. And uh, he said, we'd been traveling up and down through Alabama, and we knew that people weren't like that, you know, and they were getting stereotyped and all that. So he said, we were just kind of having fun with that, and we loved Neil Young. He said, but that was kind of our response, uh, oh, one, good people I, in I, Alabama. I remember seeing uh, some concert footage, and Ronnie was wearing a Neil Young yeah. t-shirt. Yep. There's I mean, a, an interview with Artemis Powell when he actually says that Ronnie and Neil had planned on doing something together yep Went before all that the crash happened and everything that they were they had a, they had planned on doing something yeah. together there wasn't bad blood there no he was he was Ronnie was just saying hey you know everybody down here is not like that yeah yeah but I, I guess the real dig was a southern man don't need him around anymore. that's right <laughs> but um, they got over that yeah he was, and, a, he and, was a poet man yeah. Ronnie was a poet. Yeah. Nowadays Ronnie it's, was. So was Neil Young. Yeah, but Ronnie right. was dead. It's clickbait on the internet. Hey, everybody yeah. like, and it, it wasn't a feud. I mean, no, right. it wasn't. No. They, they, respect. They, and everybody out there knows, you know, and all those people listening in Northern Ireland, there was a shout out. So I know this is worldwide now. It is. Uh, we get listeners from, I mean, it's crazy. That's right. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, the, the band's from Florida. You know, they're not from Alabama. So no. standard, everybody knows that. All right, my number Jacksonville. one. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Sorry. <laughs> about the Florida, Georgia. They were from the bad band. side of the tracks yeah, in Jacksonville. About, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. All right, so my number one. Can't believe no one's mentioned this. Whipping Post, live at Fillmore East, Almond Brothers. To me, that cements. That's right. Number one. Yeah, that's that gotta was, be on this list. That's I, my favorite song of theirs. Yeah. It's mine yeah. too, but I tossed about. Hey, the Almond Brothers and all, and so many of their great songs, especially from the Fillmore, were just straight up blues songs. And just my personal opinion, ain't worth a lot. That's a great song, and that version to Fillmore is one of the greatest live songs ever. But it's just, it's just in your face blues. I mean, they recorded "Done Somebody Wrong" and "Statesboro Blues," and those were just. Yeah, but here's the difference, Percy, is. Um, you're never going to hear Lightning Hopkins or B.B. King or Blind Melon Jelly doing some version of a blues rock song. Well, and, they actually, and because that is the definition of Southern Rock. And they actually wrote that song, so yeah. opposed to all the covers. That yeah, but I'm just saying, you won't hear the old blues guys whip it up anything like that. And that what's sad like, is... It's mad. And what, what's crazy is Greg Allman's uh, vocals on that song, he, he blisters that thing. He's man. the greatest white blues singer that ever lived. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and and what, that makes Southern Rock. 
what's sad is that that was Dwayne's crowning achievement. Yeah. And he died before it was released. Yeah, yeah he did. And they released that that Fillmore as a double album, seven songs. And Walden went to the record company and said, this is music for the common people. We're mm-hmm. gonna sell this double album for six ninety eight. <laughs> and they told him he was out of his mind, but they did it anyway. That's awesome. It's so I tell you, there's a great version of that song, uh, Almond Brothers with uh, Derek Trucks and oh, uh, Warren Haynes, and yeah. they kill it too. I mean, well, I mean, they're they're not near. They're I not. I mean, I want to try not, to figure out a way to how to, how we can get some government mule on this list. Yeah. But. We're talking top five, and even the honorable mentions. They should have been get, a jam band song. Yeah, they, yeah, they should be a jam band. But I tell you that Warren Haynes and, and Derek Trucks they combination, were. you know, is it's not Dickie and Gret and uh, Dwayne, but it's pretty powerful. Pretty damn good. Check that out, guys. We and we missed, you know, we left out all sorts of stuff. Uh, Devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. Tuesday's gone. Tuesday's I mean, that's my favorite song. Leonard Skinner song. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. And that, and like, give me back my bullets. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of stuff. That yeah, like we, we said all, before, we could have had a couple of bands represented. We could have done <laughs> a top 100 tonight, uh, but no one wants to listen to us that long. But we appreciate you listening tonight, and bye-bye.